Hello, everyone, and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. And I'm your host, Hannah Kupoli. I am so excited today because this is a new season and we are excited to actually kick off the Black History Month edition. And I will be conducting interviews with visionary leaders, local and global leaders who have actually given birth to their vision against all odds. And in order for us to be able to see how they've actually started their journey, I have invited today an amazing guest who is going to be talking all about the vision and how he was able to bring the vision to life. And also we're going to be touching on collaborations and why collaboration is so important for us in business. But before I do all that, I just want to take a moment to actually introduce my guest who is going to be talking a lot in regards to collaborations and visions as well as the initiatives for the Nigerian Business Forum project. So first and foremost, I would love to welcome Prince Afolabi, who is um, Adu, who is um, actually an amazing African European purse um, project. This is a role that he has played quite remarkably for over 30 years. He is a man who operates with great passion, excellence, commitment, as well as dedication. And he is also the best described as highly skilled organizer, business strategist, and brilliant communicator. He has won numerous awards such as the Global and National Award, the Millennium Achiever Award, and so many more as well. He has also been um, listed in the Nigerian diaspora, um, which is He's actually one of the 600 most iconic Nigerians in the world, and he is definitely a great leader. He is also, um, you know, a member that sits on the board of several companies and currently holds the position of chairman, Nigerian Global Business Forum. And so today is going to be sharing lights all about what the Nigerian Global Business Forum is all about and how you and I can actually get involved. And so without further ado, I want you to welcome the one and the only, the wonderful Prince Afolabi Adewale Adu. Thank you so much, sir, for taking part in our lovely um, Black History Month edition. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Anna. It's good to be on your program. Thank you so much for, um, you know, being an amazing guest. Um, I just wanted to go back to how we actually met. We met at one of your amazing events in London, in, um, in one of the wonderful hotels in London. And I had the opportunity to be invited um, to be a guest. And um, I totally enjoyed myself. I made a lot of great connections. And um, this is one of the great collaborations and connections, actually. So after meeting you on the day, we did a short interview. And I also suggested that we should continue this interview on a greater platform. So I just want to say thank you for honoring you know, my invitation to be part of our Black History Month event today. And so we are focusing on visionary leader. And that is who you are, sir. You are a visionary leader. You are someone who is committed, who is dedicated, who has a great passion to make an impact in this world. And so I just wanted to really start off by, you know, focusing on, um, you know, your motivation and what has really led you to birth your vision in regards to the Nigerian Business Forum. Thanks once again, Anna. And um, I thank all the viewers um, currently on the platform this afternoon. Um, I think if you permit me, I would um, go a little way back to just give some background uh, story history on how it all came about. 
Uh, my journey started, I guess, uh, must have been about um, 21. And um, it was basically uh, a business venture with a friend of mine um, that we felt that there was an opportunity uh, that we can actually build on. And it then translated into uh, coming to appreciate some giftings. And I guess, again, that helped to trigger uh, for the passion on the pathway of business. But along the way, I then received a revelation. And the revelation was what literally uh, put me on the pathway that I've been on for the better part of 35 plus years now. And that was the pathway of uh, the Nigerian project as it's described today. Uh, It was just, you know, some form of revelation that I received. And it was basically showing me in the revelation, uh, the acronym for the whole wordings of Nigeria, N-I-G-E-R-I-A. That happened in 1985. Uh, it, it really changed my whole you know, um, outlook completely. And that had become the um, guideline, as, a, as, as it were, or navigator for me uh, in really delving into the whole project wholeheartedly. And what you might want to do, uh, Anna, if I will stop briefly here, is to ask me, what that acronym really means, and I will, you know, take in the letters of um, Nigeria, and I'll respond to let you know what I heard that day. So kindly do explain to us what the acronym is. So you take the letters, call the letters one, so everyone will be able to follow through uh, the letters of Nigeria. Right, so I'm going to start with N. (laughs) New. I. Industrious. G. Generation. E. Establishing. R. Respectable. I. Identity. And A. Abroad. That's just incredible. Wow. New mm. industries, generation, establishing, respectable identity abroad. abroad. At that point in time, I would not describe myself. I wouldn't say that I was a religious person. I was one person who, you know, uh, I was brought up as a Christian but I wouldn't say that I was a committed Christian at that point in time. All that I had was a passion and an interest into understanding, you know, um, this whole essence of Nigeria, and it was dropping my spirit. But let me also remind you and the viewers uh, that on that very day in 985, the description of what I received in the acronym was not in existence. We didn't have... Nigerian professionals. We didn't have Nigerian businesses in 1985. But it came across as a prophetic word. And I stuck by that acronym all the way through. And like I said, that was what actually formed my whole business model in pursuing the whole agenda of projecting Nigeria. Over time, I started to see how the Nigerian community uh, emerged. And that is, I guess, a story for another day. But of course, I want to stick to the rule today because I know that it's about visionary leadership. But I thought it was important just to give you the background of how it all came about. 
Fantastic. That sounds really awesome. And I just wanted to kind of unpack what you've said in terms of having the the prophetic vision that you've had and also taking action because many people are giving or see, you know, many of this um, amazing vision that has been told to them. But some of us, we lack the action. Some of us, we don't take the action. Some of us, we have the passion, we have the drive. And, you know, there is still this um, limiting beliefs, should I, should I not? And, um, you know, what would you say to those people who are holding on to this vision and they are still waiting for the right time? Because to be quite honest, there isn't no right time. It's either you start it or you don't. That's what, that's the way I feel. But um, many people are still holding on to their vision. They've been told prophetically about it. Some of them can see it. They can visualize it, but there is something holding them back. So if you can tell us how, you know, you can actually give them maybe tips in terms of bringing those visions to life, because many people have actually gone to the grave with their vision without bringing it to life. And they owe the world a debt because we will never get to see what their legacy is. And so please, you know, share some insights in regards to that. Well, in a very succinct manner, you know, I think we all hail from different places uh, in terms of our mindset, in terms of our outlook, and in terms of our beliefs as well. You know, for me, I guess it started through this most amazing, you know, um, definition of Nigeria. Uh, it was a bit of a shock to me. And um, my attitude has always been, you know, whatever is worth doing, get on and do it. You know, yes. uh, and, and that has just been like a mantra of mine for many, many years. But Along the way, I then had an ex further experience. This was in 1990. The experience that I had changed my entire outlook on life. And that was when I became a Christian. You know, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I'm very conscious of the platform this um, afternoon. It might not necessarily be uh, one that is just designed for Christians. I guess it's a secular platform. And I respect that immensely. But my own personal experience, like other people would have their own experiences as well. But this is my experience. From the very moment I came into the knowledge of Christ, you know, and I must say that I'm, I wouldn't describe myself as religious, neither would I describe myself as one person who uh, follows the, the, the routine of what has been said. I'm a very analytical-minded person. I'm very objective. I ask a lot of questions. So my own form of Christianity is not a Christian that listens to a pastor and because the pastor says this, I will run through and stuff. No, that's not me. And that's never been my attitude. I do my research, I do my study, and I just want to get to know. And it was through that I started to build a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ. And it then was so clear that with the presence of the, 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 the Trinity as a helping partner, everything just started to fall into place. The passion continued to grow. As I studied the Bible some more, I was able to draw from the Bible and understand that it's a gift, life. Mm -hmm. And that gift is a gift that we will, at a point in time, be accountable for. So whatever God has placed inside of us, it's not really for my own self-grandizement. It's not just because I want to do great things. It's yeah. really to impact lives, as he says in his wonderful book, 
that we are the light and we must not be hidden under the bushel. The whole idea is that we'll have to shine so when people see the good works in us, they will glorify our Father that is in heaven. Who sent us in the first place? So and that's my own personal experience. And yes. I think um, I'll just hold back at this point. Absolutely. I think, like you said, you know, many people encounter different ways and different journeys in life. You've mentioned about beliefs and, you know, some people may not be Christian. They may not have a faith, but they may just have, you know, a simple ritual, which is meditation and, you know, focusing on that and really kind of affirming to themselves that, you know what, it's time for me to give birth to this vision. It's time for me to take the step in step. It's time for me to get a coach or a mentor who can actually encourage me and become my accountability partner for me to really birth this vision that God has given to me or the higher power or whatever it is that they believe in has given it to them to really bring it to life. So yes, I do believe that everybody has different beliefs in terms of how to kind of use that beliefs to help them to give birth to their God-given vision. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing light on that. And I really just wanted to go into um, challenges because no matter what we want to do in life, there is always that element of challenge and struggle and also kind of self-limiting belief and also not even believing in ourselves. So I wanted to kind of um, throw light into many of the challenges that you may have encountered along the journey because, you know, starting a business, it's a challenge itself. There are many hurdles along the way. There isn't any smooth road, isn't it? There's always a rough path or rough edges, but we always overcome it somehow. So if you just want to share maybe one experience in the pathway of you birthing your vision, that would be really great to our audience. Thanks very much. And, you know, I think before I be a little bit more specific on that note, it's important for people to appreciate that whatever business that they're going to embark on, there is need for extensive research. You don't rush into business because your friend has made a success of that business. You don't rush into business because you feel a deep passion and interest in wanting to do the business. No matter how exciting you might feel, no matter how viable you think the business venture is, there is need to do extensive research. Following the research, you might also want to now start to put together a business plan, a visibility and viability document that would highlight very clearly aspects such as your SWOT analyses, your product mix, and the whole whatnot that mm -hmm. enables a business to be sustainable. Once you've done your own part from the academic side, then you step out. You don't procrastinate. You don't push it to another day. You step out. It doesn't matter what you have in terms of finances. If the idea is a good idea, the idea will find the resources. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to have an idea that has a market demand. There has got to be a gap in the market. You've got to be able to identify the niche. Philip Kotler, the highly respected marketing uh, professor and guru in his definition, and I guess a lot of people tend to mix this up from time to time, of marketing. It's identifying a need 
you must first identify a need, not a want, a need, a need. You then develop a product or service to satisfy that need with a view of making profit. And everything else falls into place. In terms of challenges, life itself is effectively a home filled with challenges. And the more you are confronted with challenges or resistance, the stronger your muscle potential will be. So you confront those challenges. You know, it, it depends on how you deal with it. So if approach one or approach A doesn't work this time, meaning that you might have failed along that way in terms of embarking on that venture, you retreat, you review, you reassess, and you recommit. You get back there. It doesn't matter how many times. In building a substantial organization, you will find ultimately that experience over time will potentially be a bedrock for a sustainable growing organization. I've experienced in my own time in business challenges that I cannot even start to describe. But 30 years plus, we are still standing. We're still standing. Absolutely. And, um, you know, as Maya Angelou say, still we rise. And you've really touched on, regardless of the challenge that we face, we have to find a way to dust off ourselves, pick up ourselves again and keep going. Mm -hmm. 30 years in the making, you know, you've been standing strong. And so it's really vital that no matter what the obstacle is, no matter what is throwing in our in our way, of course, we're going to feel demoted. We're going to feel a little bit devalued and stressed. But what's what's next? What comes after that? It's about, you know what? I've got this. I've got to keep going. Nothing's going to stop me. I have a nation to impact. I have the new generation to actually see what I'm doing and I want to be able to leave a legacy for them. So it's about going back to the why. Why did you start in the first place? What was your motivation? What was your driving force? What is it that you were committed to? What are you trying to achieve? And so the more we go back to the why, to the reason why we started in the first place, it gives us that motivation to rise up again and keep going regardless of what the circumstances may be. So thank you so much for really breaking that down for us. And I really just wanted to talk about, you know, the event that I came to, which is the vision of the Nigerian Global Business Forum. It was such an amazing event. And it's 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 like sometimes you need to be in the right room. And I felt like I was in the right room on that day because it's nice to be poured into. I felt like people poured into me because as a leader myself who also runs um, a woman's organization whereby we have a membership and we support women in business. And I also host my podcast and produce it myself. I'm constantly pointing to others. So being at the business forum, the Nigerian business forum on the day, I felt like, whoa, I was in the right room and I was positioned rightfully in that space. And I took advantage of that. And one of the perks was, you know, getting to meet the founder, which is you, sir. And I'm so honored that out of that, by showing up, you know, I was able to actually connect with you. And so, you know, part of this message is about showing up. 
sometimes we may say to ourselves, oh, I really can't be bothered to go to this or I really don't really know. I don't really know anyone there. But sometimes you've got to be in a certain place and really come out of your comfort zone because a lot of things happen outside of the comfort zone. So it's about building your, your, your strong muscle, like you said. You know, everything that happens to us builds a certain muscle in our bones. And so coming to your event has allowed me to build a strong muscle within my bones that has given me the, the power, the encouragement to go to the leaders, to the CEOs and say, I would love to have an interview with you, especially celebrating um, Black History Month. And so, you know, tell us a bit more about your vision in regards to the Nigerian Global Business Forum and your membership perks and opportunities that is out there for, for you know, men and women in business. Well, well okay. Again, thanks very much, Anna. And it was good really having you at the Economic Summit. Uh, um, let me just give a little background here once again. Now, six years ago, uh, to be precise, on the 19th of August, um, it's 2016, we set up the Nigerian British Business Forum. And the whole idea behind that was to bring together uh, networks within the UK environment where the entrepreneurs and the professionals will start to network and start to see how they can collaborate you know, locally in the United Kingdom with the view of setting up like an arrowhead uh, towards Nigeria uh, for uh, for further extended investment. And we made good of that particular promise. And of course, over time, uh, within a period of, I guess, about two years, we had the opportunity of expanding uh, the business network to America, where we set up the Nigerian American Business Forum. Uh, the Nigerian Business of American Forum, over the past three years, been running you know, conventions, uh, literally, every year at, uh, the, in Tampa, Florida. And on the back of that, we now saw that it was quite crucial going by uh, the uh, broad presence of Nigerians across the globe, that we should now start taking advantage of our presence in different parts of the world and start setting up our business forums there. And as we um, would have it today, uh, there are six um, business networks across the globe. Now, the Nigerian Global Business Forum is the umbrella organization. And of course, uh, I felt at a point that there was a need for us to bring together all our networks in one particular location. Let's all really and truly discuss the future of Nigeria, not from the perspective of the Nigerians within the geographical terrain of Nigeria, but from within the diaspora. Uh, we are major contributors towards the economic growth of the country. Uh, we see it as, in terms of sub-economy, uh, wealth base of over $150 billion, with $25 billion in terms of our remittances on an annual basis to Nigeria. So in that respect, we are major stakeholders. And that was the reason why we decided that we will host uh, what was themed as Outlook 2023, Nigeria Outlook 2023. Let's talk whether it's in the aspects of uh, health, Nigerian health in the 21st century. Let's look at technology. Uh, let's look at infrastructure. Uh, let's look at education, agribusiness, mining, 
you know, all aspects that relates to uh, potential economic growth and also see how our members across the globe can add value and also take advantage of those incredible opportunities. So that was the whole idea behind the, the, the economic summit, which we concluded on the 1st of October, coincidentally, uh, so yeah. happened to be the independence, the 62nd independence anniversary of Nigeria, where we hosted the Nigerian Global Awards Night. Absolutely, indeed. And so, you know, tell us about the membership and how can people participate and get involved in regards to that? Right. Thanks, once again. Just like I said, you know, because they are all subgroups and they fall within their different territories. And I guess possibly your uh, viewership today cuts across the globe. Um, we do have a website, but for those who are based in the United Kingdom, they can actually just um, visit very simply, uh, www.nbbf, which is the acronym for Nigerian British Business Forum, nbbf.co.uk. Now I'll repeat it again. It's nbbf.co.uk. So they can go on there. On our membership, it provides all information that is needed in terms of benefits, in terms of the various programs. So you'll be able to actually also identify the history uh, from inception up until this very point in time. Fantastic. Sounds really awesome. And, you know, I just want to commend you for, you know, the great vision for bringing it to life. You know, someone like myself, as well as other members who are participating and really ripping the benefits of being a member. So I just wanted to follow on through in terms of, um, you know, hopes and aspirations for the future in terms of everything that you're doing right now. What are your hopes and aspirations um, and also your your main legacy? What, is, what does that look like? Well, hopes and aspiration, you know, um, and uh, uh, the truth really is that we haven't really started much. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot still to do. When you consider, you know, in context of where we are at, as a country and as a people, there's so much that we need to task ourselves. And that is for me, the drive. So I'm constantly on the go, on the push uh, to see how we can expand on the frontiers. I mean, uh, this time, I guess next week, I'll be in my, my, my African office, you know, where we are taking on uh, our, our initiatives uh, from there in this same manner of ensuring that uh, what we are hopeful of becomes a reality, you know, and I'm inspired, you know, and my draw of inspiration really is uh, largely amongst the young ones. You know, uh, I, see, I see a lot of drive. I see a lot of potential. I see a lot of energy, you know, within my, my organizations, uh, the oldest, I guess, is probably in their early 40s, and you have them from about 21 all the way through because truly they represent the future right and in terms of legacy which you know i'll just add to that um what i'm doing right now is actually pouring as much as i can into the lives of uh, the ones that i have the privilege and opportunity to mentor and uh, my desire is to even expand on that frontier of mentorship I, I, I'd love to, you know, uh, mentor as many, many as possible, you know, to continue to pour 
you know, my experience, uh, what I've come to understand and appreciate over time, you know, that yeah. can also be a benefit to the, them and also the upcoming generation. Uh, mm. th that is for me very important in terms of legacy, you know, uh, legacy uh, stance. Absolutely. I think the generation that we are going to be leaving behind, they need people like you and I to empower them to ensure that we're doing the best that we possibly can and tapping into what they can do. And they are so resourceful, just like you said, and they are ready. They are go-getters and they are so driven and so motivated to actually just, you know, give birth to something. And it's amazing to just be in their circle and just listen to them. I love working with young people myself. Um, you know, I do do that as well. I give back within my local community, which is really amazing. And, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of, um, as we round up, you know, we've had such a great conversation and I do want it to continue, but I know, you know, time is against us. But I just wanted to kind of, um, you know, get your um, tips and strategies for those who have a burning desire inside of them, but they struggle to actually bring their vision to life. What would your advice be for them? It is a privilege. Mm. And you must see it as a privilege. Yeah. And not just a privilege, it's also an honor for you to have what has been released in your inner man. And you can see it. And I can assure you, as I would normally tell people, if that dream does not so scare you to the point that you literally drop everything that you need to go back to sleep. Hopefully in your sleep, you will dream another dream that at that point will scare you. Now I say these just to let you understand and appreciate that whatever vision you have in your heart at this point in time, count it as a privilege, count it as an honor. Let me put it into context. That vision has been released to you so that you can make good of it, that you will become a platform that countless will benefit from. So you must see yourself as someone who has presented himself or herself available for goodly use. So you can be used in a goodly manner, if I could use that word, goodly. So it's good. You're, 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 you're out there to do good. It doesn't necessarily have to be in business. Yes. It could be a burning desire just to help a particular group of people. Otherwise, will never, never get that kind of help. But that vision has been put inside of your heart. If you hold back you are effectively restricting them mm. from being able to benefit from what God has put inside of you. Absolutely. For another person, it could be as a result of an experience that you've gone through that you didn't particularly enjoy. Mm. It was permitted so that your experience will be of great value and benefit to those who are going through that experience today. Mm. So for us all, we have deposits of treasures 
And we need to be able to unpack it and understand that it's a treasure and not a burden. If you don't work and get it to become a benefit to others, it can be a burden. Yeah. So in a nutshell, my suggestion, my advice would be to step out. Yeah. Step out. You will you will get help along the way. If you don't step out, it would only be within your inner man. So, so true indeed. You know, I'm so passionate about vision and I'm so passionate about encouraging people to give birth to their vision because we cannot have no one, no one else in this season, in this day and age where we have everything, you know, around us for us to tap into, to help us to bring it to life, to take that vision to the grave. It's not possible. Like you said, having a vision is a privilege, is an honor. You know, it's about giving it the chance and helping it to really manifest and grow because you will never know what that vision will definitely do for others. You know, it's your vision, absolutely, but it's about you giving it life so that other people can be fulfilled and be impacted and be transformed, you know, in regards to whatever that vision is. Um, Being a visionary myself, I know what it means to really own my vision and stand in my place and, you know, ensure that I occupy the space in which I'm in. And that's what vision is all about. It's about birthing it, making sure that it's transforming lives, is impacting, you know, lives as well, and is changing people's mindset for them to be able to be inspired to give birth to yours. And, you know, if you are listening today, you've heard from you know, our wonderful guest in regards to giving birth to your vision, owning your vision and understanding that it's an honor, it's a privilege for you to bring that vision to life because there is somebody out there waiting for you. Because of your vision, someone's life is going to change. Someone's dream is going to come true. Someone is going to be inspired to start something, to start that business, to start that project because of your vision. So if you're thinking about holding it back. Let this podcast inspire you. Let everything that we've said today motivate you to give it a go and to give birth to your vision. And, you know, when we talk about vision, once we've given birth to the vision, we do need a lot of people around us or few people around us to collaborate. And this is where collaboration is key. And I want us to touch on collaboration just because, um, you know, you can't do everything by yourself. Yes, you have the vision, you have the concept and the idea, but sometimes you do need a group of people who are aligned with you to come on the journey. So let's talk about collaborations and how that is important for business success. So what has been um, your experience with collaboration in terms of, you know, running the business forum? Because there's quite a lot of other, um, you know, organi- there's a, there's quite a lot of um of there's I mean the forum is is there but then there's others underneath it so that takes a teamwork you know and I just wanted to hear more about collaborations in that sense and how successful that has been. Thanks Anna. You know, for me um, if you permit me I, I'd like to share a scripture from the Bible and it's taken from the book of Habakkuk 2.2 and what that scripture simply says is that write down the vision yes. and make it plain Come on. <laughs> and those who will read it will be able to run with it. Yes. So it starts with you being able to expressively share your vision. Yeah. So if I don't 
know or understand your vision, it'll be very difficult to collaborate. Your vision has got to be one that you have without any form of, I mean, let me just put it, you've, you've expressed it in the most plain, in the most clear, in the most concise manner. Yeah. There's no ambiguity. There's no complication. It's pretty straightforward. And once I catch your vision, in fact, the interesting thing is that you possibly might be the one saying to me to slow down in terms of <laughs> right. the involvement of collaboration because your vision is so clear. So it's for so anyone clear. listening at this point, mm -hmm. you must ensure and don't complain if you feel that people are not collaborating. Possibly they don't understand the vision. So the starting point really is to be able to get people to see and understand the vision. And secondly, you got to also understand that it's your vision. It's your vision. They also might have their own vision. And there are times that they might not fully rise to the occasion in the way that you expect. Don't feel a sense of dejection. Don't feel as though that they don't care about your vision. This discipline that is required in implementing vision is of a matured level. You've got to stay there. You've got to continue to carry on, even if you're not getting the support. Yeah. What then happens inevitably and ultimately is when your vision becomes vision, you wouldn't need to convince anybody. You will not need to convince anyone. But the first person, the brand champion of that vision is yourself. You must first collaborate with yourself. You must first push to every single level that will ensure that that vision is a reality. You don't depend on support from onset. And that is the reason why a lot of visions, a lot of businesses collapse at the very onset. Why? simply because they are dependent on people. They want people to collaborate with them from the onset. It doesn't really work that way. The many times you'd have your sleepless nights, many times that you will be in that lonely place and you will truly feel that nobody really cares about what you're doing. Once you're able to switch off and recognize that it's not about them, it's not about you, it's about a purpose. It's all about a purpose. You are in existence for a purpose. So you must be driven by that purpose. It's that purpose that will be the fuel beneath your wings mm -hmm. that will continue to get you going. Once you can see the purpose, I can assure you in terms of collaboration, you will get partners along the way. But it starts with you. And today again, <laughs> Yes, um, taking action on your vision starts with you. Nobody else, it starts with you. Once you start taking those visions, your vision will now be your legacy, right? The legacy is your vision and people will automatically follow you because you will now become a, a magnet whereby your vision is attracting the right tribe who will see what you are doing and who wants to be part of it. And so starting begins with you. You have everything to start. You don't need to have everything together. Just start. And I guess pray. If you are a believer, pray. Whatever it is that you do, 
to help you focus and believe in yourself, do it. And so for me, it's about prayer. And I'm sure for uh, Mr. Hadu is also for prayer as well. So without further ado, I want to say thank you so much, um, Mr. Prince Hadu. It's been an amazing pleasure to have you on this platform. Thank you for pouring into us, many of our listeners. Thank you so much for impacting us today and sharing your journey with us, talking about your vision and how you brought it to life, and also giving us tips and strategies on how we can actually ensure that we take the right action to bring our vision to life as well. So just before we um, wrap up, I just wanted to ask whether you have any sort of um, last words of encouragement to our listeners. Thanks very much, Anna. Uh, all I can simply say is just be you. Just be you. And there are no two yous. It's just you. And just do your best. All is going to be well. Indeed, definitely. Do you be your best and also dominate and slay in your lane. That is my message to you all today. So I will see you next time on another wonderful episode of Birth Your Vision podcast. And so make sure you go to all the links and get in touch with Mr. Prince Adu as well. In terms of him becoming a speaker at Young People's Event is definitely one of the amazing keynote speakers and he's really great at what he does. And so until next time, Stay locked in. And so we'll see you on the next episode of Birth Your Vision. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to my guest. Thank you for taking part in this wonderful interview. And enjoy your Black History Month through all of you who are celebrating. We always celebrate Black History Month on a day-to-day basis, but obviously October is a special month. And so we'll be bringing lots of great visionary leaders who are going to be sharing their vision with us. And so stay blessed. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, sir. God bless you.